When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are the D-backs a wagon? You're goddamn right they are. Welcome on into the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on uh, PHNX, right? That's that where is, we're at. That's where we are. We're yes. at because I'm so excited. We were at Chase Field earlier and we were watching Zach Gallon deal. And of course, we watched the Arizona Diamondbacks take their second game in a row against these Colorado Rockies. Uh, and they really kind of beat up on them tonight. Five to one was the final score in that game. Uh, my name is Derek Monte. Of course, I am your mayor of PHNX. This is Jesse Friedman. He's your vice mayor and also your Thunderstick. You're getting your voice back, Derek. Uh, one day at a time. One day Slowly. at a time. Um, I'm still not drinking alcohol, and I don't know if I'll ever drink alcohol ever again <laughs> after my weekend in Las Vegas, but... Uh, I did enjoy watching the Diamondbacks there, and I very much enjoyed watching them here so far. Uh, Zach Gallen, very good tonight on the mound. The Diamondbacks offense kind of did everything that we needed them to do. We, we saw them actually manufacture some runs tonight. They, they pulled out the boomsticks early and got some home runs early, and it was just a really well-rounded game for them. Uh, it felt like everybody did their part. Yeah, uh, just a really complete game all the way around for the D-backs, which is uh, something we haven't necessarily seen all that much of in recent days. It's felt like the games that the D-backs are winning, uh, the offense maybe goes silent for a number of innings and the bullpen is left kind of uh, uh, on their heels at the end of the game trying to protect a, a slim lead. But uh, in this game, the D-backs bullpen did give up the one run, uh, but a 5-1 win, a nice clean victory all the way around for the Diamondbacks. And yeah, Zach Gallen was good. Very uh, good. He did not look good. Frankly, for the first few innings, Fair. it kind of yeah. felt like Zach Gallen was uh, s- still stuck in this funk that he's been in for a while now. Zach yeah. Gallen, for a number of starts, really, you could make a case pretty much this entire month of May. Zach Gallen just hasn't really looked like himself out there, and and he's been operating without his best stuff for what feels like a majority of his starts this season. It looked that way early, uh, but toward the end of this outing for him in those last couple of innings, uh, he had a stretch where he struck out four out of six batters uh, at one point in this game. He also had 15 whiffs in this game at the end of the day. Uh, And suddenly a a start that didn't look great for Gallon early on turns into a pretty typical Zach Gallon outing. Six innings, five hits, no runs, two walks, seven strikeouts. Excellent stuff there. And the D-backs were we're good today in every facet of the game, and they come away with a with a big win. There's something interesting that Tori Lavolo said before the game in, in relation to Zach Gallen and him being asked about Zach Gallen getting back on track. Uh, he referenced his last outing where he went five and two-thirds inning, innings and basically said had the bullpen not blown it, Gavin Ginkle, I believe, gave up the two runs, yeah. that would have been a scoreless outing for Zach. And Torrey also said that he very much regretted not leaving Zach in the game to get the final out in that particular one, even though Zach was already, I believe, over 100 pitches or very close to 100 pitches. Close to 100, And it yeah. would have required him to go over 100 pitches in order to get that final out. But uh, I think he feels like Gallon could have handled that and probably you know, wants to give Gallon the chance to clean up his own, you know, mess a bit rather than letting the bullpen try to do so. But he was right, though. 
what he said about Zach was actually very fair. Zach Gallon is so good that even when he does, even when he has an outing that we would consider to be a good outing for someone like Tommy Henry or Ryan Nelson, we say, what's wrong with Zach Gallon? Uh, and that's what we were saying early on, because even though he was being effective, uh, the Rockies were hitting the ball quite hard. They were hitting it to the warning track a few times. Like there wasn't really, uh, it wasn't like he was really fooling anybody. It felt like they had a good game plan about uh, jumping uh, on Gallon early in the count and trying to make something happen. Yeah. But man, Gallon really, uh, he he really just kind of settled in there in the middle, you know, middle innings, especially when the Diamondbacks kind of need him to go a little bit long and, and help this bullpen continue to rest up like Dre Jameson did in the last game. Um, but man, Gallon was very good as the game went on. I mean, what, yeah. like 15 whiffs or something like that? Yeah, 15 whiffs by the end of the by the end of this game. Six on the curveball, three on the changeup, two on the cutter, four on the four seam fastball. Uh, he really had pretty much everything working when when this game was over and uh, and the offense got him an early lead too. Yeah. Uh, that was another another key in maybe helping him settle down even uh, though he was a little all over the place early in this game. The D-backs put up three runs in the bottom of the first inning. Could tell Marte uh, hits a solo home run on one of the first pitches that he sees. Uh, but sort of a bizarre home run, only 92 miles an hour off the bat down the left field line, clank the flat, the foul pole, uh, which I, I personally am kind of obsessed with uh, doink home runs. As we like <laughs> oh, to call it was them. great. Um, it was such a weird home run. It was 92 mile per hour exit below, and it just didn't look like it was going to make it. It looked like it was yeah. going to kind of drift foul or – Maybe he wasn't going to make it even even as far as it did, but yeah. Cattell against lefties, man, the man has some some serious power in in that swing. Cattell against Kyle Freeland and Evan Longoria, which I got to give a credit to the Arizona Diamondbacks PR staff because they actually had this note in the uh, media guide today. Uh, entering the game, Cattell Marte is hitting three twenty four against Kyle Freeland, and Evan Longoria is hitting three oh six. Uh, Evan with two home runs. Cattell also with two home runs. And then both of those guys that they mentioned homered off of uh, Kyle Freeland there in the first inning. So that was great. Granted, some of those some of those games were obviously played in Coors Field. If you're if you're hitting against Kyle Freeland, you're going to be playing in a you friendly know, environment. You have to, you have to, you have to but, add qualifiers but to it yes, for the people. Yes, yes, you're, abs- you're absolutely oh, right. They've had they've had their success against Kyle Freeland and uh, Evan Longoria's home run was not a wall scraper. No, it was not. Uh, like <laughs> I think that was well well up into the 450s. I think 456 feet, uh, which seems to be kind of a thing for Evan Longoria. When Evan Longoria gets one. He, he, rips he really gets yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, it feels like all of his homers have been in the 440, 450 range. Uh, I know a lot of people have been not so happy with Longoria's performance of late and wondering if maybe he should be a guy who the Diamondbacks should consider moving on from. I don't know if you can do that, Derek. Nah. He's a pretty important part of this lineup against yeah. lefties right yeah. now. And he's been very good. Uh, so as could tell. And uh, the offense really just got them off to such a, a, a nice start for Zach Gallon. But Zach Gallon might not have needed it. He might not have even needed that much offense, really, when it comes down to it. Another scoreless outing for Zach. And he has been extremely good at home. And when I say extremely, I mean yeah. he literally has the best ERA at home in all of baseball. Entering tonight's game, Zach Gallon had a 0.77 home ERA. After tonight's game, Zach Gallon has a 0.66 ERA. 
He is 6-0 and at home. Those are a lot of sixes in a row. We don't like that. But uh, <laughs> he even entered the game with a 0.66 whip, so I'm terrified right now. But, uh, yeah, he's just been incredible at Chase Field. The splits were kind of surprising. Jesse and I, when we yeah, saw – I was not aware of that. When we saw that, we did not know that Zach Gallon's bad performances have all basically been on the road for the most part. But that that is the case. And Gallon yeah. just continues to be excellent at Chase Field. Yeah, he came in with a 5-4-0 ERA on the road, which kind of blew my mind. Uh, I, w- I mean, of course, there was this start in Pittsburgh, right, which kind of made that number blow up in and of itself. Um, but yeah, Gallon had pretty sharp splits coming into this game. I don't really read too much into that necessarily at this stage in the season. But uh, yeah, I mean, Zach Gallon at home has been a recipe for success for the Diamondbacks, and it absolutely was that again today on the offensive side of things Derek I think a lot of people really had fun with this game the D-backs kind of got back to the identity that they had early in the season of of creating chaos on the base paths uh you know letting their speed do work for them Jake McCarthy had a couple of uh infield hits in this game uh he also stole a couple of bases Corbin Carroll also stole a couple of bases in this game it's a brand of baseball that I think this fan base has very much embraced uh and it's fun, right? I mean, it's really fun the way that the Diamondbacks are able to win games. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, at one point in this game, Corbin Carroll walks to lead off an inning, steals second, steals, steals third, third <laughs> scores on a sacrifice fly that was yeah. relatively shallow. Those are the kinds of things yeah. that that speed can manufacture for you. And the D-backs took full advantage of that. Jake, today. too. Jake, Jake grounded out essentially and he beats the ground beats out the ground out well one of those he did not beat uh, out but Bud Black inexplicably did not challenge he was out by a mile but anyway (laughs) uh, he still turned an actual out into a single and then a double with the Storlem base and that's something that we've discussed in the past the Diamondbacks not doing not creating that chaos and it worked man I mean I felt like everybody in the building knew Corbin Carroll was going to steal second and he still did it and then third that seemed very similar too. like it felt like yeah. he just knew he was going to go for it and there wasn't much the Rockies could do to stop it. Elias Diaz is one of the best back there yeah. uh, if you uh, coming second in best second best well actually so coming <laughs> into this game we've talked about uh, StatCast's new metric um, that basically measures how how good catchers are at throwing guys out. Uh, it's like a uh, catcher throwing runs above average, essentially. Um, and coming into this game, Gabby Moreno and Elias Diaz were tied for first in that metric. Uh, and today, uh, Elias Diaz is probably going to take a little bit of a hit there because he was 0 for 4. And frankly, only one of those was actually close. Uh, I think the D-backs... Uh, we're sort of reading uh, the Rockies pitchers like a book in in some instances. I don't know if that was necessarily Diaz's fault so much, but uh, but yeah, I mean, having Jake McCarthy back in the majors, uh, it allows you to be able to lean into that part of of this the identity that the Diamondbacks have all the more uh, with Josh Rojas not really hitting all that much, and with McCarthy down in Reno for a while there, it felt like the D-backs just didn't really steal that many bases. Yeah. It wasn't really something they that they have did that speed to, to do yeah. that, right. But McCarthy, McCarthy really brings that in a big way. And, and there's there's something to also be said about McCarthy's defense. We kind of made a crack at Pavin, which was totally uh, – he was just an innocent bystander in our <laughs> tweets. But uh, it was a really impressive play by, by Jake. And honestly, it was a play that few of their outfielders – forget even just Pavin. Few of their outfielders could have made. Required a lot of speed. It, cl- it was a diving catch. He just did a great job at it. It's Jake McCarthy, once again, I've said it before, is like Christian Walker over at first base. 
he just does things in in a kind of unspectacular way, but he still makes these spectacular plays that just make you used to him being over there. You make him, you get used to his defense over there. And then when someone else is playing right field, you can kind of see how good Jake actually is. And same thing with Christian Walker at first. Sometimes yeah. when they don't have Christian there, you you realize very quickly how great he is defensively. No, all the times and that Christian is not there, you realize you how realize great he's he is not defensively. There. <laughs> the, the difference. It's no knock on Pavin or whoever's over there right. necessarily. It's just Christian Walker really is spectacular. He's just awesome. Uh, and I think Evan Anderson said, how about Moreno being three for three on stolen bases? Let's go. You yeah, sneaky. he can do everything. He's sneaky he fast, man. He yeah. stole third yesterday, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, Moreno is has above average sprint speed, which is something that you don't obviously see very often in catchers. But uh, it's part of the reason the Diamondbacks liked him so much. He is one of the more athletic uh, catchers that you will ever see in this game. And and yeah, I mean, when you have Dave McKay, uh, you know, helping out with the run game, yeah. anyone can steal bases. Right. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah. Gabby Moreno's speed is is certainly good enough for for him to be able to do that. I mean, it, like even even that even up bringing up Dave McKay and what Dave McKay contributes to this team that was something that was missing from this team last year along with a lot of other things that didn't go right for them yet this season it feels like things are just falling in the right direction for them this team is starting to run on all cylinders which again it's something that's been impressive that they've been able to win like they have this season without getting that they've always kind of had one area uh, that kind of falters, and it, it's it's felt like there's been very few games like this one that we can say was a very complete game for this team. It was just an all-around win. Of course, though, the man that led the way is Zach Gallen, and he is our king snake. We don't have a fancy vest to give him, but we have this cool graphic uh, that we make. And, of course, six innings pitched, five hits, no runs, seven strikeouts, and most of those strikeouts happened, I believe, in, like, the final two innings of work, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. He really, the, those last couple of innings was like, okay, this is starting to look like Zach gallon again. Um, and, and frankly, we, we haven't seen it in a while, right? There was a start in Pittsburgh. There was his last start in Philly where he was all right. I think he was kind of fighting it. Uh, you know, like we talked about earlier, if, if, uh, I think it was Kevin Ginkle didn't come in and, uh, give up a couple of inherited runners and allow those guys to score, then, uh, the box score numbers would have actually looked pretty good in yeah. that outing. But yeah. Gallon has really been operating without his best stuff for the majority of the season, as far as I'm concerned. It seems like every game there's been one pitch that just wasn't really there for him or maybe multiple pitches that weren't there for him. Uh, today, early in the game, it was sort of like nothing was really there for Zach Gallon. He walked the first batter of the game on yeah. five pitches. Uh, there was quite a bit of hard contact early on. It Jerkson just didn't seem Profar, like he was effective. By the way, has like a 39 game on base yeah. streak, like the entire season. Yeah, what he has like hell? a 720 OPS. So I guess <laughs> he's just like spaced them out extremely well. Uh, but yeah, early in the game, the curveball was was reasonably effective. He was able to get a couple of early whiffs on that pitch, but the changeup wasn't really there. The four seamer wasn't really there. It didn't have as much ride as we're used to seeing. Uh, he was leaning on the cutter kind of a lot at that point in the game. Uh, so it looked rough. It looked like kind of another grinder for Zach Gallon early. And then once he got to the, the fifth or sixth inning, it was like, all right, I think Zach Gallon is, is kind of figured it out. And hopefully next start, we're able to see Zach Gallon uh, have all of his pitches from the get-go and when this guy has all of his pitches going we've only seen it a few times this year in my opinion maybe only one time this year 
Uh, he is one of the best pitchers in the game, if not the best pitcher in the game. Uh, there's so much more that he can give this D-backs team as hard as it is to believe than, than what he's given them so far this season. Another couple of important facts here. The Diamondbacks only used three relief pitchers now, I believe, in the last two games. Did, did Drake close out the game? Andrew Chafin got the last out. So there's four, right? So we got the four pitchers, but yeah. Andrew Chafin... Only only uh, pitched against one batter. Yeah, the bullpen is in is in good shape. That's, which, a, that's a good point. Which they haven't been for quite a while, right? It felt it yeah. feels like the the bullpen's kind of been taxed uh, nonstop for for the last few weeks. So it's great for them to get this break, especially during a time where the Diamondbacks also have some off days mixed in there. So hopefully everybody can get some rest and and get right. Um, but this team is now the second best team in the National League, thanks to the Oakland A's inexplicably. Meeting up on the Braves in the first two games of their series because, of course, they did. Did you doubt the A's against the Braves, Derek? Uh, Come not on for a minute. Now. Not for a minute, Jesse. <laughs> I knew it was going to go. I'm rooted in Oakland, just like they are for the next few we months. We do. Uh, can I throw Talking Jake under the bus real quick? Yeah. Am I allowed, am I allowed to do that? Uh, friend of the show. Oh, sure, please do that. Uh, fr- friend of the show, uh, Talking Jake from John Boy. A couple days ago, some of you might have seen Talking Jake uh, gave out grades uh, through you know the first 50 games or so of the season. He gave out grades to every team in the league. And he gave the Atlanta Braves, I believe it was an A- minus instead of a B plus, specifically because he made the assumption that because they were about to play the A's for three games, it was going to be a clean sweep. And, and because of that, I was like, all right, let's just let's just bake those wins into their record and factor that into to our grades right now. Uh, when in reality, uh, the first two games of that series had both gone uh, both gone to the Oakland A's. So uh, talking Jake, man, just can you continues to be wrong about uh, quite quite a few things, including this Diamondbacks team yeah. uh, who he uh, on this very show said said uh, the Diamondbacks would win 73 yeah, games. Well, uh, but we still love talking Jake. None, nonetheless, do we, right? Do we? Well, we need to get back on here so we can roast him some more. Yeah. But, uh, speaking of roasting. Jesse and I, we did some roasting. We did some cooking. We've done some grilling. Oh, yeah. And that's with our friends at Omaha Steaks, by the way. Uh, I received Omaha Steaks as a Christmas gift this year from my in-laws. And let me tell you, as uh, whatever you might think of that, getting a box of steaks is the greatest present any person can receive. I don't care who you are. You always have a need for steaks, and maybe not vegetarians or vegans. Those are different class. The rest of us meat eaters, there's few things you can get that's better than a box of steaks. And that's exactly what Omaha Steaks is offering. The gift for the person that has everything, uh, including Jesse Friedman over here, who's very difficult to shop for. Uh, very finicky. <laughs> He's got a very high class uh, taste. It's hard to get things that are in my price range so I can buy <laughs> Jesse. But uh, Jesse made the hell out of some pork chops and some filet mignon. I did. I did. Yeah, I'm not I'm not much of a chef uh, to be to be fully uh, transparent, but I I really impressed myself today, Derek. (laughs) I had no idea what I was doing while I was making these pork chops. And afterwards, I was like, oh, my gosh. I don't know if it's that I just cooked them really well or more likely that Omaha steaks are just really good. And it's kind of impossible for me to. Yeah, yeah, impossible for someone like me to mess them up. Uh, But yeah, I had some filet mignon uh, the other day from Omaha steaks with a few friends, um, which, uh, yeah, was also outstanding. So you cooked for other people? No, I had uh, one of my friends do it. I had okay. one of my friends do it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't trust myself that much. He barely cooks for himself, let alone when I imagine <laughs> him cooking for other people. But Omaha <laughs> Ste- Steaks does make it easy for you. And with Father's Day right around the corner, put a smile on your dad's face with Omaha Steaks. Again, uh, I don't care who you are. Uh, to get the gift of steaks is, is a great gift. If, you, if you're into that 
sort of thing, like eating meat. Uh, head over to omahasteaks.com and use promo code PHNXDBACKS at checkout, and you will get $30 off your qualifying order. They got bacon wrapped filet mignon. They have air chilled boneless chicken breasts, burgers, franks, everything you need for your summer barbecues. And let me tell you, the caramel apple tartlets are not to be slept on. They are incredible. I haven't tried those uh, yet. Yeah, I've been I'm really I've been, excited. He's like, I, he's like told, I didn't know what that was. Yeah, I, I had no idea. Oh, they're fantastic. <laughs> but, uh, I guess whether he's your father, your father-in-law, or just a father figure in your life, the way that like Tori Lavello is for me, he's the guy who's always ready to step up when you need him the most. And of course, that's that's definitely Lavello for me and Jesse. Uh, this Father's Day, show them love with the only gift that's as unforgettable as they are, the mouth-watering perfection of Omaha Steaks. Uh, from perfectly aged, oh-so-tender to steaks to hand-selected gift package, Omaha Steaks makes it easy to give dad what he really wants, Order today and again get that $30 off with promo code PHNXDBACKS. And every purchase is backed by their unconditional money back guarantee. Uh, if you don't love those steaks, you contact them and they will refund you for that order. Go to omahasteaks.com. Once again, enter PHNXDBACKS for $30 off. Minimum order may be required. See site for details. Uh, of course, if you guys are right here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, know that we love you and we absolutely would cook steaks for you if you came over to our house. We thank you for being here. Make sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Uh, and if you're listening on the audio podcasting side, I once again apologize for my voice. Uh, <laughs> and I appreciate you guys listening on your favorite device. Please subscribe there if you haven't done so already. Uh, and leave us a review. We always appreciate the feedback. Uh, also, if you haven't gotten yourself a diehards membership yet, don't wait, go get it now over at gophnx.com. Not only do you get a free piece of merchandise from the phnxlocker.com and 20% off all future purchases, you'll also get a free $50 voucher to mountain Mike's, which practically pays for the entire membership right there in itself. You'll also get members only discounts on our events, members only discount or invites to some events, members only, uh, invites to certain pieces of merchandise and so much more. Uh, also, our Discord lounge is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. And you get Jesse's newsletter full count, which is uh, every baseball fan's dream is to get all of Jesse's content. You can do that with the diehard membership today. So go to gophnx.com, sign up and become part of the family. Uh, yes, the Arizona Diamondbacks are a wagon. We've confirmed that they are the second best team in the National League. The numbers prove that. But the biggest, most important thing we need to talk about on this show is that the Arizona Diamondbacks have a victory vest. The home run snake is dead, and we've confirmed that. Uh, but the victory brutal vest, fashion, the no victory less. vest <laughs> is well alive. Let's take a look. We got uh, Dre Jameson sporting, sporting the victory vest here. Tonight, we had Evan Longoria, uh, the master of the... Look at how handsome that guy looks in that, <laughs> right? Like, he looks like he... Uh, oh, man, I don't even know what to say he looks like. He looks like he's going to battle Michael Jackson in a street fight in a music video from the 80s. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't understand what caused them to choose a victory vest. It's pretty It's pretty it's random. It's pretty I'm not, random, I'm right? Um, but we also saw that the Detroit Tigers have a... Uh, hockey celebration yeah. where they put on a helmet and, and shoot a slap shot. So all bets are off when it comes to these celebrations, <laughs> folks. Uh, Tori Lavallo gave us a little insight. Apparently uh, the, the owner, the provider of the victory vest, the culprit, the culprit that's <laughs> even better is my hair twin, Lourdes Guriel Jr. Uh, and here's what Tori had to say about this victory vest and all of these celebrations they've been, they've been trying to do. <laughs> oh, that's good. I saw it yesterday for the first time, right? 
Yeah, you can go back into my uh, the 1980 version of my um, my apparel and probably find something in in that part of that garage for sure. I love that stuff. Um, I, I have a funny feeling that Guriel was responsible for it. I don't know who who uh, put that together, but I love that stuff. Dre put it on yesterday and. Um, I usually wait in the dugout. I'm usually the last one back in the clubhouse after the game. Um, I wait in the dugout for the entire team to, to, to evacuate it, go in. And I saw that going on, Dre, and he, on to Dre, and he, um, he wore it well. I'll just be curious to see what happens if, like, Zach Gallon gets it, you know. He doesn't, doesn't seem like it's going to fit him that well, first of all. And he's a pretty humble guy, so I, I think everybody's in on it. It's pretty good, a lot of fun. Why would you think it's Gurriel that created? Uh, because he had the biggest smile on his face <laughs> when everybody's coming out of the, out of the dugout and into the clubhouse, and I was I greet everybody going back into the clubhouse, and he just was he was yucking it up, and I'm like, you had something to do with this, and he's like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that, that I don't know at the end. <laughs> He's like trying to do it in Lourdes' voice. I love it oh so God. much. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, this stuff is so much fun. And I think that we were very excited about that. Uh, Gabriel brings up Tori wearing a Lourdes t-shirt. He also, when we talked to him about it, uh, pointed to me, which I don't know why he would do that. I don't know in what way I'm attached to Lourdes and his purple. We haven't confirmed that the Lourdes, the alleged Lourdes shirt in the team shop is actually Lourdes and not Derek. I, that could Who's be me and some say? shady rays for Who's sure. Who's to say? Who's yeah. to say? But uh, it doesn't matter because the Diamondbacks are very good. They're very fun to watch. We did, in fact, find out, according to Josh Rojas, of all people, uh, that the home run snake is dead uh, and that they cut the tongue out of it and pinned it to the wall. I don't know if he meant that <laughs> metaphorically or if they really, as a team, got together and cut out this poor stuffed snake's tongue, <laughs> this snuff snake that did nothing to them. It did the, it, the snake did not hit home runs, right? Uh, it only got to be worn by Evan Lagoria, so uh, it's fitting that he's also in the vest here tonight. Uh, I also really wanted Zach Gallon to be the recipient of the vest after what uh, Toy Lovello said there, because I wanted to see how that would go down. Uh, it's going to be interesting if Zach Allen has a good, like a really good game, Yeah, to see if we see him in the vest. He might just refuse the vest. It just might be something he's not going to do. The vest seems to go on whoever does the on-field interview for Bally's, right. though, That's right? The That's the key. So Zach Allen, he, he's not going to be able to escape that vest for long, buddy. Well, I should know this. Uh, maybe you do. I don't think they interview the starting pitcher on the field after games That's on TV. Point. I, I don't point. think Unless they ever got, do like, that. like a complete game, right? Yeah, like maybe. Like Merrill Kelly, in, I think, did or something like that. Maybe yeah. in that instance they would. But otherwise, I think the starting pitcher just goes and showers and, and we don't, no, no media member talks to the starting pitcher until after the game ends, which theoretically would mean that the vest can only be worn uh, by, I guess, relievers like, like Dre Jameson yesterday yeah. or more likely a position player like we saw today with Evan Longoria. So yeah. uh, we'll have to continue to, to monitor that situation. Charles Woodall Pike said the home run snake walks so the victory vest could run. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Rest in peace, home run snake. It's very poetic. Yeah. Um, I'd like the head so we could mount it here in the studio. Wow. If it's been discarded and had its tongue cut out, I'll take the head. We'll mount it on a little plaque behind <laughs> us. 
whatever we need to do to keep this ball rolling because the Arizona Diamondbacks are very, very good. Uh, and when we talk about what the actual thing, the actual good luck charm has been for this team, it's been their fantastic players. It's been Zach Gallen. It's been Corbin Carroll. It's been Lourdes Goriel Jr., who has the highest OPS and the highest slugging percentage of any player in baseball in the month of May. Uh, these guys uh, have... It's pretty... Uh, Maybe caveat there. It's close. Oh, it's close. It, it might have gone down tonight, right? Freddie yeah. Freeman is right, right up there, there with yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, Juan Soto is right up there with let's him. Say, but let's it's, say it's entering close. play it's tonight, close. he had the highest OPS and the highest. I uh, think that's true. Yeah, it is. It, 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 that that part is true, but that might have changed because, of course, Lourdes tussled my hair and then went over four. So. Uh, magic on Derek? You can't touch. You can't, you can't like. The, did he? That, did he? Did he make a mistake? Did he break the? Did he break know. the bond I somehow? I don't know, but um, I will say he's still very good. I'm sure he'll still continue to be good. But Zach Gallen might be back, especially with what we saw in the second half of this game. Corbin Carroll is absolutely back and just absolutely adding. <laughs> I don't know if Corbin Carroll ever really went anywhere yeah, no, in the first he didn't place. Really go, but <laughs> he just took a little break from that knee injury and they were a Corbin little Corbin Carroll with goes him. 0 for 4 and the next day he gets two hits. You're like, oh, Corbin Carroll's back. He's back, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the numbers that Corbin Carroll is putting up right now, frankly, I mean, 285, an 894 OPS. He stole two bases in this game and is up to 16. His pace for the year, Derek, we've played almost exactly one-third of the season. You can basically just take wow. his numbers today and multiply them by three. Uh, that would put him at 27 home runs, and it would put him at 48 stolen bases, which is an absolutely... I mean, you're not just talking about, like, oh, a nice rookie of the year, potentially rookie of the year winning season. Yeah. You're talking about one of the best years that a, a rookie is, has had, certainly in Diamondbacks history, I think by far, um, and and in baseball as well. Like this is this is incredible what Corbin Carroll is doing. Uh, I don't think we we necessarily are shocked that he is this good of a player or that he has become this good of a player. But I am a, maybe a little surprised that there haven't been a few more bumps in the road in order to get here. I mean, he was good last year in in like thirty games, getting fairly inconsistent playing time. And he's come in this year and he is vastly improved uh, at basically everything. He is striking out less than he did last year. He's walking more than he did last year. He's hitting the ball way harder than he did last year. Uh, and he's still he's stealing more bases than he did last year. He's being more aggressive on the base pads. So what we're seeing from Corbin Carroll is is just absolutely incredible. And I think a lot of people are buying into this D-backs team not just because of the record, but because there's this 22-year-old kid who is one of the most exciting young players in the sport right now, and that's really marketable, right? The D-backs yeah. have a young player who is extremely, a young position player who is extremely marketable once again, and that's something this franchise hasn't had in a while. Well, and I mean, to be honest, I know that we haven't gotten that same level of consistency, but it's not just him. It is not just him. There's a lot of excitement around Perdomo, Moreno, and like the thing about a lot of these guys, Jake McCarthy, all, like all these guys are around the same age. They're all around the same point in their development. And I'm, I mean, honestly, the Diamondbacks have a core here that is really, really fun to watch. And I mean, yeah. like, like I said, Corbin might not be the only marketable one, but there, there is something about him that just has this superstar aura to him, not his attitude, not the way he acts or carries himself. It's just 
watching him play this game, he's kind of lived up to everything we've heard from people internally with the organization. There's just this talk that Corbin Carroll has a different level of dedication than anybody they've seen at his age. Sure. Uh, And I mean, that's reflected by his actions when we talked about him getting injured and he spent time with scouts learning the game better and, and picking up any way while he wasn't able to physically get better at the game, doing it in a mental way or doing it in a cerebral way where he's learning more about this game and learning more about just everything when it comes to baseball. Uh, he's just a student of the game. What we're seeing now is, is it translate onto the field at a major league level and, yeah. and, and just like a, a player that absolutely can change the game for a team like the diamondbacks that have struggled at times to manufacture runs that have struggled at times to do things, to get like the offense rolling when it's not when, when, you know, when your bats aren't super hot or when you're not driving it out of the ballpark every single night, uh, Corbin Carroll is that kind of player. But he's also driving it out of the ballpark all the time. Like Jesse said, yeah. he's on pace for nearly 30 home runs and nearly 50 stolen bases. That's it's crazy. Those are video game numbers. Those are numbers that don't even make sense for a player that's in his first year as, as a major league ball player. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Derek, when I play when I play video games, it, 20 homers and 40 stolen bases, that's child's play. I mean, let's be real here, right? Yeah, anyone yeah, anyone who's, who's done road to the show... Uh, you, you, you know. talked so much about <laughs> ping pong, and then I watched you lose left and right. I have no faith in you anymore. I'm with you, Jesse. That's an easy 35 perform. bombs your rookie yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, if 58 it, your second year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, if anyone is is like doing road to the show and they only have like 25 homers and 45 stolen bases, then they're probably like turning the level down because <sighs> they're frustrated. Uh, no, uh, Corbin Carroll has been absolutely here. I am here. I am here. I am like (laughs) trying to put down Corbin Carroll's performance because of a video game. Um, no, it's, it's incredible. And, and to your point earlier, the D-backs do have, I think a lot of marketable young position players for sure. What sets Corbin Carroll apart is that, I mean, he's a star, right? I mean, the, the way that he's performed so far and granted it is still very early in his career, but he's an absolute star from, from day one, right? Yeah. And and I think some of the other guys in this mix, the D-backs really might have an, a nice young core forming here, but there might be a few more bumps and bruises along the way for some of those other guys. Sure. Whereas Corbin Carroll is just coming to the big leagues. And I mean, it's like his, his, his numbers from Reno are basically just translating directly to yeah. the majors, which is not at all normal. The, when it comes to every rookie, every young player, because we've seen that so far, you, you've seen some big names that were highly touted rookies already being sent down. Like sometimes the, and I said this yesterday, the idea there is to not want to sacrifice wins uh, to give, you know, a younger guy playing time, but you also don't want that young player not getting reps. You don't want them not getting better every single day. And if they ride the pine on a major league team, they're not going to get better. That's the reason a lot of times that the Diamondbacks are, are sending these guys down, even though it seems like maybe in some cases they might pull the trigger a little too quick. The, the team is competitive right now, and they can't sacrifice that. They can't have guys that are struggling trying to figure it out when they potentially have somebody that could play much better in that position. That's the, I guess that's the thing that the Diamondbacks have had this season is they've had backups. They've had guys that can come in and step up when, you know, basically the players they chose at the beginning of the season to be their starters haven't necessarily worked out. And it, it like yeah. Jesse said, there have been a lot of struggles this season with a lot of the guys that are that young core with Alec Thomas, with Jake McCarthy. I mean, even when you talk about uh, Cattell over at second base, his defense this year has been great, but Cattell's had some struggles there defensively, and we've seen uh, Perdomo, you know, have, have a really good season, but they've also tried to 
move him around, give him some time at second base, give him some time at third, give him, get him in there as much as possible. Uh, but I, I want to give credit to the bullpen a bit here. I think the Diamondbacks uh, bullpen definitely takes a, a lot of flack and, and they deserve it at times, but they've been playing very well lately. And, and uh, the Diamondbacks have kind of figured out who those key guys are. We've talked about them sifting through the options and trying to figure out which guys Lavolo can rely on on a nightly basis. And it feels like they've kind of done that now at this point with the bullpen they, they currently have on the roster. Yeah, yeah. I, things have definitely come together over the last few weeks since May 8th. That's about three weeks ago. Uh, this is coming into this game, doesn't include this game. The bullpen had a 2.85 ERA. I mean, that's that's pretty darn good over, over a three-week stretch. And what you've seen happen is the D-backs have kind of they made a few roster moves and they've kind of narrowed in on the relievers that are maybe going to be getting the bulk of the innings down the stretch. Uh, you know, you think about Dre Jameson being back in the fold and what he brings to the table. Andrew Chafin, Miguel Castro, of course, Scott McGuff, another yeah. good outing today. He's really pitching well. This is the Scott McGuff revenge game, according to Damon Dog, our producer. Yeah, I guess there, there you go. Yeah, there you Scott go. McGuff put on a show tonight. And and have you guys seen last, that? His last MLB team was, in fact. The Colorado, the Colorado Rockies, Rockies. Colorado revenge Rockies. game, revenge game, revenge. Scott game. McGuff hates the Rockies, certified Rockies. <laughs> he killer. hasn't Confirmed. forgotten Confirmed. them letting him go like forget. seven years ago. Never forget. Um, <laughs> Scott <laughs> McGuff has bitched really well for the D-backs lately. Uh, and then you've got Kyle Nelson, right? A, a steady presence. Kevin Ginkle, I know he got dinged for the home run today, uh, but he's been a pretty solid option out of the bullpen overall. Um, Jose Ruiz is maybe a guy that uh, a little bit hit or miss. He's, he's certainly uh, had some some nice moments, but he's had some not so nice moments as well. Joe Mantiply is only a few days left, uh, a few days away from what we can tell uh, from getting back to the big leagues. And then uh, Austin Adams is is the other member of of that bullpen, at least as of right now. Um, and uh, and he's pitched pretty well. I mean, it's only been a few games, but. I think you you like what you what you see there from a stuff standpoint. So it has the makings of being like kind of like an average-ish bullpen, uh, which is an enormous improvement over what uh, this organization has had in yeah. recent years. And of course, at the trade deadline, uh, if the D-backs are, are still in, in the mix as they are right now, they would very likely add to that. And, and maybe at that point, they have an above average bullpen. Uh, which would be a, a huge asset for this team. As far as the season goes, their bullpen ERA still is right in the middle of the pack. Like they're not in the bottom ten teams of baseball. So the the bullpen has been not terrible this year. But lately, they it really feels like it's locking things down. Like the bullpen is really figuring itself out. The Diamondbacks have been able to in the last couple of days, like I said, get 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 them some relief, get them some time off, so that some of those arms that they've been relying on entirely too much this season uh, can, can get some rest. And yeah. That's the Chafins and the Castros, the few guys that have kind of been workhorses for this team. Uh, Joe Mantiply is a sight for sore eyes, and it's going to be great to have him back. He was the Diamondbacks' lone all-star representative last year. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to be the case this year with the way this team <laughs> is playing. At least Jesse might not think that's the case because uh, Jesse wrote an article on the Diamondbacks being on track to be well represented in 2023 uh, in the Major League, uh, in the MLB All Star Game. And honestly, uh, Zach Gallen feels like, felt like a lock last year, uh, but then he kind of struggled right before the, the yeah. All Star break. Uh, hopefully, he's a lock this year because it seems like a crime for Zach Gallen to not have participated in the All Star Game yet. 
Yeah, it's crazy. Zach Allen, for as good as he's been in his big league career, has not been an all-star. Uh, he probably would have been one in 2020, except, of course, that was the shortened season. They didn't even have an all-star game that year. Uh, but, yeah, I, maybe this is crazy-making, Derek, but uh, as I wrote about today, you can make a pretty good case that the Diamondbacks should have six all-stars uh, if the, <laughs> the all-star game was tomorrow, which I know is bonkers. And, and yes, I know that in the fan vote, the Diamondbacks are not likely to do particularly well because, of course, it's sort of a popularity contest. Remember and, the year so the entire so team was the Royals? Remember it was the whole Yeah, Royals Omar team? Infante and the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I do remember. Um, so, but yeah, I don't know if the D-backs necessarily have a lot of guys who I would expect to start in the All-Star game. They have a lot of players who have a really strong case right now. Uh, Zach Gallen, especially with his outing today, I think is right in the thick of that. If the All-Star game was tomorrow, it would be a big mistake if Zach Gallen was not a member of that yeah. team. Uh, Merrill Kelly, with his outing on Sunday, uh, is is pretty close at this point. I don't know if it's if it's a slam dunk necessarily, uh, but he, you know, you've got about seven or eight spots for starting pitchers on the roster. I think you could make a pretty good case that Merrill Kelly is one of the seven or eight best starting pitchers in the NL right now. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel, I think, uh, I know he went over three today, but his numbers for the season, absolutely. He's one of the best six or seven outfielders in the National League. He should definitely make it. Corbin Carroll, uh, we've already talked a bunch about him. There's really no question there at this point. Sam Brennan um, in the chat said uh, a little bit farther up there that the uh, oh his Ichiro his Ichiro he, comparison. The, the Corbin Carroll and Ichiro similarities <laughs> are eerie. Uh, the last player to win Rookie of the Year and MVP of the same season, Ichiro. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! I think I would go as I mean yeah I mean Ichiro obviously a you know generational type of player. Um, so that, and, that's and a pretty, he's Corbin's favorite. Player player Jesse that's all that is also true I think Corbin Carroll maybe has a little more power than uh than Ichiro did uh Ichiro not as strikeout prone as Corbin Carroll so it's not it's not exact but I definitely see where you're where you're coming from for sure um uh, but yeah beyond Corbin Carroll and Zach Gallen and Lourdes Gurriel and Merrill Kelly Geraldo Perdomo uh, you know, the 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 all-star game, as I wrote, it doesn't honor the guys with the prettiest baseball savant pages. It honors the guys who who produced the most. And there's really no arguing that Geraldo Perdomo, if you look at shortstops in the National League, a lot of the big names have struggled. Trey Turner has struggled. Uh, Xander Bogarts has been uh, pretty good for the Padres, but probably not quite what they were looking for. Uh, Dansby Swanson, I think, has a, has a good case to, to make the team from the Cubs. But Perdomo would probably be the other guy if the All-Star game uh, was tomorrow, of course. It just feels like he's going to be limited by his at-bats and things like that. Yeah, and there is. There are some knocks in that he has been sort of a platoon player, which I know makes a lot of people angry. And yes, Nick Ahmed did start once again today uh, against the lefty. And I'm sure we'll have that it. conversation again soon. Um, but yeah, if, if the All-Star game was tomorrow, if you're looking at the full body of work, uh, there's really no question that, that Geraldo Perdomo would be deserving at shortstop. And then lastly, uh, Cattell Marte, Derek, he homered today and, and kind of uh, maybe further cemented his case a little bit. I wouldn't say it's a slam dunk at this point. Uh, Luis Arise is almost certainly going to start at second yeah. base or at least should start at second base for the National League. He is still hitting over 370. Uh, at least he was as of the start of play today. Uh, but after Arise, there's there, you know, the reserve spot in the National League is still very much up for grabs. You've got Tyro Estrada from the Giants having a good season. Jonathan India from the Reds. 
Uh, Jeff McNeil from the Mets maybe uh, would be in the mix there as well. But I think Cattell Marte, especially after today, probably has as good of a case as any of those guys. Lourdes Gurriel Jr.'s 374 average in the month of May is the highest by a D-back since A.J. Pollock in 2014. Wow. Yeah. I didn't remember that. A.J. Pollock hit, hit higher than that? 375. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, AJ Pollock had like some really good stints before getting injured and not being able to finish a season or do whatever. Trader. Oh, yeah. Come on. Let's calm (laughs) down over there. All right. Uh, Well, I will say this. The Diamondbacks have plenty of options when it comes to all-star voting. uh, And there are uh, a lot of good players on this team that deserve to be a part of this. So you can uh, vote tomorrow. Voting starts tomorrow. Get out there. Uh, Diamondbacks have candidates for days. So make sure to uh, let's let's we need to like we're, we're too fractured as a community as Diamondbacks fans. We need to get together. We need to plan this. Uh, I know we need you to, to build a you robot. You don't punch out chads anymore, do you? I don't have to worry about this. Is all digital these days. <laughs> uh, it's been. Uh, I kind of miss that, honestly. Yeah, there was, was some, there was something about like filling out the ballot and yeah. dropping it in the little box. They had the it at the ballpark. Yeah, it was great. It's kind of part of the experience, yeah. but yeah, I think it's tomorrow at 9 a.m. The way they do it, I think it's the same as last year. There's two phases to the process, um, but all you really need to know is at the end of the day. Uh, fans vote on the starters and then um, they don't vote on on the reserves. So the D-backs will be subject to that sort of popularity thing with the starters, uh, but they should be able to do well uh, as long as players and coaches, uh, you know, do do their homework and, uh, you know, give the D-backs uh, the credit that they deserve, which at this point, there's really a lot of players who have a solid case right now. Uh, if you are looking to get a good night's sleep, don't ask this guy, by the way, because he doesn't sleep. Uh, I texted him at 630 in the morning, expecting not to hear back from him for at least three hours. And there's Jesse just firing (laughs) off responses right back to me. I was like, well, you did hear back from me. And then you and then you wouldn't have for another three hours because that was when I slept. I I shamed him. I told him 30 to 930 (laughs) a.m. this morning. My sleep schedule is very uh, extraordinarily messed up. Yeah. But why are we mocking my sleep schedule because there? If, Where you are we going with if you're not careful, I'm going to slip you some Aquaberry OGs. Oh, there we go. And I'm okay. going to get you a All good right. night's sleep. Because Aquaberry OGs are the way to get a great night's sleep. And OGs Brands has a wide variety of edibles for you to get wherever you need to go. Whether you're looking to have a great time uh, in a social setting or whether you just want to get the best night's sleep you ever had. Maybe you just want to be happy. Well, they have an addition for that. It's called the Happy Balance. They also have sleep edition gummies and everything else you need. Wide variety of doses, strains, and flavors to choose from. Uh, they are all about the flavors. They have their fruits flavors, their creams. The pink lemonade flavor is dropping on June 21st. So don't miss out on any of this wonderful action that our friends at OG's Brands has to offer. Check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at OG's Brands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. Uh, and Use responsibly. Also, if you haven't downloaded the BetMGM app, do so right now. We've teamed up with BetMGM this season, and we'll be using their lines for all of our picks. We have some special offers for our listeners each week, but of course, the best offer is every Saturday and every Wednesday, you can claim your bonus bet on the house. You will receive a a bonus bet upon logging into your account. Bets expire after 72 hours, so don't dilly-dally. Bonus bets can only be used on any sport wagers, so get in there, make some money, and 
risk-free. It's not even your money that you're betting. You're betting MGM's money. Uh, by the way, we will be out there for our Knockout Nights Cornhole League. That will be this Friday. Jesse, not going to be there. Mm. Not featured. Doesn't want to play cornhole. Everyone has to wait another month yep. to see to my see incredible cornhole, cornhole mastery. I think he's just going to ditch us this whole time, but we will be there the first Friday of every month, so he doesn't. He can't hide for too long. Uh, we'll also have some food and beverage specials, giveaways, so much more. The event is free, so come on out and join us. We're going to have a great time. We'll be broadcasting this show live this Friday uh, at 1 p.m., so join us out there at the BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium. If you haven't signed up, for the bet MGM yet use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on which state you live, but for our Arizona audience, you will get up to hundred dollars in bonus bets on your first wager with bet MGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX, check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Well, if you needed some more good news to get on, to go on top of tonight's win and Zach Gallon's performance and chaos being back on the base paths, Christian Robinson played his first minor league baseball game in 1,366 days. And it could quite wow. possibly be the greatest comeback in baseball history. I mean, I, <laughs> Gary, we were we were setting this up to be like this great moment, and then you like kind of over dramatize it, maybe a little bit. Thirteen hundred days, It it is it is an incredible comeback for Christian Robinson, no doubt. Um, he he played he hit third. He played left field today for the Visalia Rawhide. Uh, a team that I've heard is very much in need of outfielders. Uh, Drew Jones is still on the injured list down there. So I think from a roster construction standpoint, this was very needed for them. Uh, but yeah, Robinson uh, back in, in the minor leagues for the first time in nearly four years. And he went two for four, Derek. Uh, a couple of singles in this game. He struck out in his first at bat, uh, came back with a nice single in his second at bat and, and ended the game two for four with a couple of bases. Which we have video of. Here's Christian Robinson's first single in a very, very long time. Ready from the letters, the 1-1 pitch is poked into right field and down for a base hit. Fabian over to cut it off in the gap as Robinson is on at first with a one-out single. Gabriel in the chat says huge credit to the D-backs for sticking by him. That's absolutely the case. Yeah. I mean, based on what occurred, there is a chance that an organization wasn't going to support somebody like that as much as they did. On the flip side, you have to remember how important Robinson is to this organization, or at least was at one point and continues to be, right? They still know that he was their top prospect at one time. They still know he was one of the best pros prospects in all of baseball. So there, there's an investment on their part to stick by him and to support him. But it is great to see the team do this for in baseball because baseball tends to be one of those sports where teams just kind of move on and and, and Sure. Considering how long it took for him to get his his legal issues cleared up and to be eligible to play baseball again in the United States, it, it is very great to see the Diamondbacks do that. And it's hopefully he can you know pay it can pay off by him you know reaching the major leagues. Yeah, one day. yeah. Michael says Robinson has Salt River Raptors written all over him. Uh, that, I mean that would be cool, right? <laughs> yeah. I, 
that might that would be a little ambitious for this season starting at low a but hey i mean if he's able to to move quickly and have more game a lot more games like he did tonight maybe maybe there's a, a way for for christian robinson to find his way up to double a by the end of the season and if he did that it wouldn't be totally unreasonable to to allow him to get some extra action in the fall league uh come october and november so that would be a lot of fun right i mean you just give us you can never you never have too much baseball of course uh, especially here in arizona we basically have it year round and uh christian robinson would be a real treat to watch in those games so uh yeah that would be that'd be pretty cool uh, other players to watch. Ryan Bliss continues to be a name that pops up and continues to be a name that just yeah. kills it for the Diamondbacks. He's doing great things uh, for the Amarillo Sod Poodles right now. And, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if if this is a guy that potentially comes on our radar next season. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's that far away. Uh, I mean, he's hitting 377 still in, in Amarillo. So uh, you feel like a call-up to AAA, at least, is not all is not all that far away. And uh, he is a incredible defender at second base. So the question with uh, with Ryan Bliss has always been about the hit tool and whether that would come around enough for him to to make the big leagues and you know be able to hit enough to stay in the big leagues. Uh, but the defense is incredible. Uh, there was a, a video floating around the other day of a, a double play that uh, Ryan Bliss and Jordan Lawler turned uh, for us in a sod poodles game recently, and it was it was really incredible. He's incredibly rangy, has has incredible hands. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, having Ryan Bliss in, in the big leagues at some point would be, uh, I mean, he would be another young guy uh, for this fan base to rally around. Well, we have a lot of fun, exciting uh, prospects news to get to. We'll also have for you guys our power rankings. And I think that we're going to get that out a day early to you. So we'll have the power rankings on tomorrow's show. But let's take a look at the probables now for the rest of the series with the Colorado Rockies. Because the Diamondbacks, honestly, uh, they got they got through the two they got through the two games that we thought they would have a good chance in, uh, and and they've at least guaranteed a series split uh, in the final two games of the series. It'd be nice to see them uh, take not only you know a, a win here, but potentially a four game sweep, which would be their first sweep of the season. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, the D-backs are nine games over five hundred, uh, tied with the Braves, right for the second best record in the National League, as we said before, and they still have somehow not swept anyone this season. Uh, it's going to be tough. A four-game sweep is always pretty difficult, but Connor Siebold against Tommy Henry um, is what we're expecting tomorrow. I'm not totally sure if the Rockies have officially locked in a starter, so I think that might be sort of tentative on their end. Uh, I heard maybe Denelson Lamette might be an option That's for them. That's what I heard as well. Yeah, yeah I, I think that might be Lamette tomorrow. We'll see how the, how the Rockies play things. Uh, and then on Thursday in the series finale, you've got Zach Davies on the bump against former Diamondbacks. Uh, legend Chase Anderson, uh, <laughs> who's had a, a nice comeback for for the Rockies in a, in a few starts there so far. So, yeah, this is a, a good opportunity for the D-backs. This Rockies team has been playing well lately, uh, but it it seems like maybe they were uh, playing a little bit better than than they're maybe capable of in the long run. And the D-backs are kind of balancing that out right now. Uh, so we will be back here tomorrow at 1 p.m. to discuss some other things going on in the baseball world, including uh, what's going on with a new sports site here in town that a lot of people are talking about potentially being a future home of the Coyotes? But Jesse and I still have some questions about the location and if the Coyotes are going to be the only team potentially playing there. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. We also have some some interesting news out of uh, 
San Diego with the uh, Padres <laughs> TV situation. Uh, the Bally situation just continues to get more and more messy. It's happening, Derek. As it's... of as of tomorrow, the San Diego Padres, their games are no longer broadcast on Bally Sports San Diego. Major League Baseball is stepping in and taking over, and it's something we've talked a lot about as a possibility for the D-backs in, in the not-too-distant yeah. future. So. Uh, we'll we'll dive into that a little bit tomorrow. We'll, as well see how that impacts the Arizona Diamondbacks as well. We have some information on that and why uh, their deal with Bally hasn't uh, fallen apart just yet. So uh, join us tomorrow. Uh, but in the meantime, check out our friends over at Saturday Neon. You want to make your house look beautiful? You want you want your uh, your background and your podcast to pop? Uh, check out our friends over at Saturday Neon. It's a company started by two friends. Uh, who were former college roommates, uh, and they make officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. So whatever your alma mater is, whatever school you support, uh, whether you're a diehard fan or just a casual supporter, you'll love the way these signs light up and look in your space. Uh, Make sure to check out Saturday Neon Signs. They're made with high-quality materials and are backed by a two-year warranty. I have friends that have gotten neon signs from other places. They broke on shipment, Jesse, and they didn't even want to replace them upon breaking on shipment. Like, don't go with a company that's not going to have your back. Uh, and also, we talked about great Father's Day gifts. That makes a great Father's Ooh, Day gift. Go. So go to SaturdayNeon.com and use code PHNX for 10% off your order today. You'll also get free shipping for all orders over $200. So check out, again, Saturday Neon. Uh, and also, our friends at More Furniture, uh, if you really want to splurge on dad, get him a new recliner. Go big, get furniture. Uh, you get everything that you want for uh, for dad for Father's Day over at morefurniture.com. Maybe pick yourself up something as well. Uh, you can have it delivered to Pop's house with their white glove delivery service, and I'm sure he's <laughs> going to enjoy that surprise when delivery guys show up. They, he might be mad at first, but when they're bringing him a recliner, how mad is he going to stay? Let's be honest. So uh, <laughs> They helped us furnish our studios, and we love them over there at More Furniture. Save big on the best furniture in the Valley when you head to morefurniture.com. Uh, we thank you guys again so much for joining us. It's been a fun night uh, here in the chat. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Damon Dog is at Damon D A W. We're barking again we're barking today. Derek is back. <laughs> Uh, Damon Dog. Uh, of course, our show's at PHNX underscore D-backs, and all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, it's been it's been real. It's been fun. Uh, we thank you guys, of course, for joining us. Uh, and remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's more fun when every day is Galentine's Day.